All right, welcome back to another episode of Two Plain Sports. Today is April 14th. We're going to be talking about Transfer Portal opening up tomorrow, I believe. The NCAA made some rule changes for official visits, so how is that going to affect you know, recruits in Oklahoma? Going to be a slightly shorter episode today. Don't forget to subscribe, like the video, comment, check out Spotify, all that jazz, you know, Brum's Brumspiel. We're having it. He's not here today. Had to do real life stuff today. So just me and Brandon. We'll get into it. Um, so Transfer Portal, like I mentioned, opens up on the 15th, I believe. And there's a guy from the University of Texas. Already made his intention intentions known about entering the Transfer Portal. Brennan Thompson. He was a 20, part of the 2022 class top 150 player out of high school Oklahoma was not recruiting him very hard if at all really Um, we were doing a little bit of a dive into his profile on 247 Oklahoma State was one of his top schools made it to his final three before ultimately choosing Texas you know Jay Valai I know something that you mentioned Brandon so you know credit to you Jay Valai was one of his biggest recruiters while he was at Alabama so Oklahoma's in a position to potentially get him from the portal if they do find a need for a receiver. What do you think about Brennan Thompson? And, you know, is could Oklahoma lose one or two guys in this transfer portal? Uh, so with Brennan Thompson first, well, he's doing the research on it. He's from the panhandle of Texas. They said he's closer to the Oklahoma schools than the in-school, than the in-state Texas schools that he was receiving offers from, Texas and A&M, both of those schools. Uh, so Oklahoma's closer. Um it came down to Texas A&M and Oklahoma state, but we were doing, when we were talking about him, it sounds like Oklahoma didn't even really recruit him very hard at the time. Cause at the time of 2022 at his, during his big recruitment hours, I guess, you know, we had Taylor and Shetron committed. We had, I forgot the whole list we, that we, we went through Luther uh, burden, Luther burden. Yeah. Like <laughs> there, there were some dudes on campus at receiver. Um, so I feel like we didn't really try to recruit him very hard. And then Lincoln left and, you know, everything went to hell in a handbasket with some of those receiver recruits. But, you know, they finished the class round. Um, but Alabama was in the top five. And you mentioned Jay Valai. He was a big recruiter there. So hopefully that connection is still there if Oklahoma wants it. Brennan Thompson's a talented kid. He, play, he played in nine games as a freshman. Uh, granted, he only caught one pass. But, I mean, as a freshman, it's 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 tough. Uh, just I think that he made nine appearances says a lot about his ability. He had, you know, you name the school he was offered. Um originally coming out of high school. He's a really fast kid, uh, won some track state titles down there in Texas. Um, I think he would be a huge addition to the receiving core. I, just, I don't know. I mean, it came down to A&M, Oklahoma State, and and obviously Texas. So I don't know if he's going to be going to, you know, logically you would think his first visits would be to A&M and Oklahoma State, right? You would think so, but Oklahoma State and A&M have had quite a bit of change in the last couple of years with the offensive side of the ball. A&M getting a new uh, offensive coordinator this last go around. So maybe that helps their chances. Oklahoma State, they're a shit show down there. With Oklahoma with, State, and I know I say shit about them all the time because I, I genuinely hate the school, but without being biased at all, I don't know how you can be a high-level offensive recruit and want to go there and play for Casey Dunn. If you just you watch that Oklahoma State offense, it's the most predictable, boring um it's awful. Like simply put, it was it was a terrible offense. They ran. I've never seen a school run so many receiver screens or middle screens or it could be third and thirteen and then, and they're going to call a 
a receiver screen for four yards. Like it, it seems so, so predictable. And uh, Oklahoma State fans complained about Casey Dunn. Um, in his play calling. So this is not just a totally me hating Oklahoma State thing. It's it seems genuine that, that Casey Dunn's uh, ability is at least in question in, in Stillwater. Dude, and they made Oklahoma's defense look like they were actually really good last year. And you know what by the time we played Oklahoma State, it was definitely better than it was at the beginning of the year, but it wasn't good. I I think it's fair to say Oklahoma's defense wasn't even average last year. They had their moments, but Boy, that Bedlam game made us look like it was going to be it. The free, the future is bright. Top thirty defense on the horizon, and it could be. I'm not saying it's not, but they definitely made us look a lot better than they actually were throughout like, the year. They had one touchdown all game, right, <clears throat> dude? It was yeah. It was, like CJ, late. yeah, CJ ended up what two picks, I think, and probably could have had two or three more because it was it would you could kind of tell where the ball was going every single time and. If for some reason, Gundy just stuck with his guns and didn't really make any changes to the staff. The only change was Derek Mason left. It wasn't like he got canned. He Which just is bad, decided to step away. For somewhat competent. <clears throat> yep. So it really doesn't seem like an ideal place. I wouldn't. You would assume Oklahoma State's not really in it because of what you said. Why go there when their offense seems to be very elementary? Even high school teams probably wouldn't run something that basic. So. Hopefully that JVLI connection that you mentioned is, is still there. And if Oklahoma does need one, because his speed is what kind of separates him from the pack. He is very fast. <clears throat> and if, is there a spot for him? Like yeah, he, if he goes to Oklahoma and he learns the playbook quick enough, I think he, yeah, he has the speed and stuff. It's, it's a spot where I think you have, you really only have like two guys. Drake Stoops is solidified. He's going to play. He's going to be that guy. And you got, Jalil Farouk, who's going to play. Outside of that, you have your assumptions. You know, you would think Jaden Gibson is finally going to play. You think maybe Nick Anderson, he had a pretty good bowl game. Uh, we obviously very high in Jaquez Petaway. Javian Hester's still there. Elby Bunkley-Shelton, they're, you know, year two now. Um, so you, you have some guys that you think could make the jump. But, I mean, other outside of Stoops and Farouk, it's really uh, – it's a pretty wide-open room. Yeah, and, I mean, Gavin Freeman, I think it would be the closest thing to – what Brandon Thompson would bring to this team with the the speed that both of those guys have. So it really is just a matter of is do the coaches feel like there's a need to bring in another body at wide receiver. So definitely a name to look out for there. I know it's been reported by a few other platforms. So clearly that, that part's just regurgitating the information, but Brandon Thompson is very talented and it really just has come would come down to will Oklahoma need another guy. Do they lose a guy like this transfer portal isn't just a one way street? You know, Oklahoma might bring someone in, but they the very good chance that they might lose someone. I know it's it was rumored a couple months back could be a DB that might leave the program. So is that something like does a spot open up for a transfer defensive back? There's going to be this transfer portal is only open for two weeks. It ends at the end of the month, so anything that happens here is going to happen extremely fast. So we'll we'll definitely be on top of it, but that's going to be it'll be interesting to see what happens with OU if if at all if anything even happens like this this could just be like this is a name to watch, but OU might not do anything with it at all. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch next couple weeks. Though. Sure, we'll be talking so, a lot. Yeah, for sure. And then next topic. So the NCAA and uh, passed a rule change with how they handle official visits. Really benefits the players. Kind of weird saying that the NCAA is doing something to help the players this time around, but 
Uh, starting July 1st, players will no longer be limited to five official visits. They will have an unlimited amount. They could take Brandon's advice and go take a summer full of vacations to the, the nicest campuses around the country and not really give them any attention, just take the free vacay with their family and, and leave. But now it also makes it so that schools are going to be in a little bit of a predicament here. They got to change their strategy because, as we've mentioned multiple times on the show, especially over the last few weeks, kids have been, you know, bringing their list down to top 10s, top 11s, top 12s, and some of them go down to top fives. And top 10s, 11s, 12s, there's still a lot of room there for for a school to fight because kids originally were only getting five official visits. Now kids might wait to take their official visits until July, anything past July 1st, and take 10. But what schools are going to be, how schools handle this is going to be interesting because they are still limited to a certain amount. And financially, like giving official visits is not a cheap thing for schools either. So it's going to be a lot more methodical at this point. From my perspective, if Oklahoma offers a kid an official visit, it's going to be because they are very confident in the position that they're in with that player and they like what that he would bring to the team. What are your thoughts on, on this rule change? And do you really think that it's going to change anything for Oklahoma or really any program around the country? I mean, I think a little bit. It's it's interesting because, granted, yeah, they used to be only only have five official visits, but they can go on official visits to a program multiple times. You, know, you can go on two officials to Oklahoma, two officials to Alabama. Was that not how it was? You only got one, so. Okay, well, never mind. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's. I mean, it's different. It's it's going to change the way that we talk about recruiting because we always say follow the officials because, you know, it, it, it had been if you make an official visit, you could safely assume you're in, you're in a top five, whereas that's no longer the case anymore. I mean, they, like, like I genuinely, if I was a recruit, I would go to Miami. I would go to Hawaii. I would go just all the fun places because there's you're not losing anything. Um, so that that's going to be different. But I think, yeah, with schools, like you said, you're not going to financially, it doesn't make any sense now to offer these official visits unless you have a very strong inkling that this kid is very, very serious about your program, about your university, about what's happening. Um, because yeah, it's not like you mentioned, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not cheap to do this stuff. So I think, I mean, if, if these schools offer an official visit, they're serious, they're probably more serious than they have been in the past. Um, but that doesn't mean that the player is. So it's, it's going to be tricky uh, following this, but it's exciting. And I, it, it is very, very good for the players. I don't know how great it is for the institutions. Yeah, the players, and especially the top-ranked players. I mean, thinking about a, a one specific example that Oklahoma, I think it's, it's still fair to say that they're very in a very good position to, to get his commitment is David Stump. He's taking a lot of visits right now, all of them unofficial. So that's all out of you know, his family's on his family's dime. But if he really wants to extend and guys rated at, as high as David Stone want to extend their recruitment cycle, they could wait until after July 1st, take 10 official visits because every program is going to take his commitment regardless of when he makes that decision. He could take official visits all the way up until December, till National Signing Day. And the programs will be more than happy to do it for him. And is, he might, I mean, I don't think that many players will actually take advantage like like we, like, you know, take these vacations, like we're saying, but... You can go on a whole summer vacation and get... Yeah, play. but they, I, 
there's going to be probably a couple guys that do that and think of it like that because they might be very open to all these schools and they might also just be thinking, I'm one of the best players in the country and these schools are going to take my commitment regardless. So if I have a little extra time, if I have a few days where I'm not doing shit, Miami, like, do you have have some time? You know, yeah, go on an OV to Hawaii, which, I mean, do you think schools like Hawaii are going to even offer official visits to the, like, I mean, I, I, I mean, Hawaii offer a, a five star kid an official visit now because you know they'll take it. And, and I mean, you have to know they're vacationing too. Yeah, the University of Hawaii is interesting. I mean, the time zone change, the travel, and the facilities just aren't up to par with what pretty much everyone else around the country can offer. But if they were to ever elevate that <laughs> to that level, then yeah, I think Hawaii is going to be in a very good position to be offering a lot of official visits. But that's just that's a what if scenario you're going to see. I would think that you would really look at now as fans, we would look at official visits from the school perspective, not from the player perspective anymore. Because like we said, top fives are really what kind of taking official visits, kids going to a school on an official kind of gave you their hand, showed you, all right, we're a school that he's seriously considering going to. No, that's not the case. Now it's the other way around. Now it's this player's one that Oklahoma or whatever fan fandom you're part of. This is a kid that Oklahoma feels really good about getting his commitment. It's kind of the other way around. It's going to be a lot harder to you know, follow the visits. I think it's still the case because a guy like David Stone is probably going to be, or most kids are going to go to schools that they visited a lot of times, but official visits aren't going to have the same weight that they did pre-July. I don't know. I still think it holds a pretty good amount of weight. Like we talked about, it's 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 going to take a lot for schools to offer it now. So it's it's still going to be showing their hand a little bit because if Oklahoma, you know, if Sammy Brown comes out on an official visit July eighth, I think we'll be like, holy shit! I mean, that means Oklahoma really feels they have a very very strong chance with with mm-hmm. Brown. Whereas you know, we talk we, that, that that's just a kid that we talk about that I think I think now with the new rules, um, if he does end up taking an OV post July one. Um, I think that's when we can really start to talk about the idea of holy shit, maybe he actually is coming to Oklahoma because they know something if they're offering an OB. So I think that, in, in a sense, it might actually help us all this recruiting. It might make it a little easier with, with just with kids like that who we don't really feel like, you know, it's a great shot. But I mean, if they're taking an OV now, um, that means the school feels pretty confident. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like it's a secret. Last last cycle, Oklahoma was running thin on official visits towards the end of the recruiting cycle. And some players that did end up committing to OU didn't get official visits. I don't think Jackson Arnold actually took an official visit. Peyton Bowen didn't ever actually take an official visit. So the this this year, I would assume they would probably take a little bit more of a methodical approach just by nature because of how low they were running on those visits. But like you said, now it does give you a better idea of like, all right, the staff thinks that there's a real shot at getting a guy like a Sammy Brown where maybe we were second or third on in the running. And now if Oklahoma feels like they can get him, you're going to see them extend that. that. I think comes to mind just in this class. I mean, probably Black's taking a post-July 1 official visit. It's It'll be telling. I don't know. that For that part of it, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how many post-July 1 OVs we get. I think that'll make for a good conversation on the show. And it'll probably, it definitely brings, maybe maybe it does bring a little bit of clarity, right? Because then people are probably going to start making edits. Like, I got an official visit 
an offer to take an official visit to X school because schools are going to be a little bit more reserved. I mean, they were already pretty limited pre this rule happening, but now there's definitely got to be, a, I would assume that there's a change on how they view official visits and extending those offers because they are going to be a little bit more, I guess, uh, I can't find the word, but it's going to, you can't just kind of give them to everyone that you're serious about wanting at your school. And they got to be serious about where your position is and their recruitment overall. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So that's really all the football topics that we had today. I know you wanted to shout out the gymnastics program. You have a better idea of where they were sitting. Cause you were the gym, competing in the national championships. I think the semifinals tonight, you know, top two advanced. So Go them. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll advance. I'm sure they'll end up winning it. There, them and softball are pretty much a, a lock almost at this point. It feels like they win it every year. But uh, you know, good luck to all them competing tonight. Big facts. You know what? I, I know what I said. We might not talk about it, but I feel like it's an interesting topic. Porter Moser and the basketball team. If half the roster's in the transfer portal or graduated or is going to the NBA. They're testing out possibility of going to the NBA. And there is a guy from from ORU in the transfer portal, Max a- Abrams. Abrams. Can't remember his the, his last name. But he is down to Texas and Kansas State. They're apparently the front runners for his commitment out of the transfer portal. He's been at ORU the last four years. You would assume that Oklahoma would have tried hard, and I'm not saying they did it, but you know, kind of be in a better position to get his commitment, especially over Kansas State. And he is from Dallas, so maybe there's some ties there to the UT program. But it, can Oklahoma ever be a good basketball program consistently? There's times where you kind of just hit hit the jackpot and you got it a really good year and a good group of guys. But do you think that Porter Moser is actually going to bring this team to be in contention to anything important in, in college basketball? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'd have to go because, I mean, he obviously showed he can do it. He was consistently winning at Loyola. So that's what had us all hopeful when he made the move to Oklahoma. You, you thought everything would be easier at Oklahoma. Recruiting's going to be easier uh, winning games. I mean, you, you thought everything would be easier because he's playing at a bigger school, be able to recruit at a higher level, win, win bigger games, you know, get it done. But he went to – what a final four at Loyola, elite eight at least. I mean, a couple. Yeah, he had a couple of really, really good teams there. And I always, for the past couple of seasons, have gone to defend him because when Lonnie retired, you know, year one for him, a bunch of those kids transferred out. You know, Moshe Gibson, um, he's the only kind of environment now. But the, you know, a bunch of kids transferred out. You lost Elijah Harkless. A lot of kids left. Um, so he had to rebuild. So you know, year one, you don't really count it, and then. For whatever reason, year two, everybody left. And then this year, the same thing's happening. It seems like everybody, Jacob Groves in the portal, Jalen Jalen Hill's in the portal. It seems like the team's having to restart all over again. So, like, it's he's been at Oklahoma for three seasons, and he's going to have to restart three times, which is brutal. So, I don't know how I, I don't know how much of that is on him. Um, but, I mean, this year, he's losing a lot of kids that – had been there under him for a while. Bijan Cortez, Jalen Hill, Jacob Groves, all those guys played two seasons with him. And now they are deciding, you know, this isn't it. I'm out. Um, so that's a little concerning, I think, but I mean, I, I don't know how long it took him to build that Loyola program. I imagine more than two or three years, but here's the deal at Oklahoma. 
the expectations I think are a little higher. You're not going to have the time maybe that he had at Loyola to build the program all the way up. I think I genuinely think if he has another, if we have another season in basketball, like we did this year, uh, he'll at least be very seriously on the hot seat, if not gone. So I, I don't, I don't know. I still think he can do it. Just, I mean, he showed he can do it because if you can win at Loyola at the end of the day, you can win at Oklahoma. It's a matter of time. I don't know that he's going to be allowed that time at Oklahoma just because the fans are tired of not making the tournament. We, like this team wasn't even an NIT team this year. That's that ain't it. Yeah, I think that that's really my biggest disappointment. Like, I'm not going to pretend and say like I watch every single OU basketball game because I don't. Like, and it's probably because the team wasn't very good. It was kind of frustrating to watch what I did. But you, you weren't even a team that was competing for the loser bracket of a basketball tournament. <laughs> you didn't even get get to that point. You were pretty bad. Like, yeah. The improvement alone for next year just has to be at least compete for the NIT. If he can get to the, you know, the March Madness tournament, then he probably bought himself another two years. Because then oh, yeah. at least you're showing that I'm making progress. And it is it is harder to build it sustaining success up in a basketball or for basketball because kids can leave pretty quickly to the NBA. Transfer portal is always there. And there's a more limited spot, so... They'll always it seems like kids are always looking for a, a way to upgrade. But you also have the opportunity to bring in people from the transfer portal that can af- positively affect the team, and he hasn't done that. I think that, from my perspective, that's really the biggest thing. The guys he's brought in from the transfer portal have really not contributed to the level to sure make the program better. Yeah, yeah, you got your one guy, but he hasn't brought in a group. Yeah, to ultimately like make the team better. If anything, well, no. the team's actually gotten worse every year he's been <laughs> i mean they have but with the team right now he's got the he's got a nucleus of Sherfield, milos uzan who i think is going to be a stud i think he had a really good freshman year in Oway. i can't remember his first name he was also a freshman also had a pretty good year i think those are your three to build around but i mean you're gonna have to start all over again in the transfer portal so i don't know how much to expect from this team moving forward at least for a while i mean it's a restart again and it's it hasn't been working so we'll we'll see i don't know if there's any reason to believe next year will be different but we'll see yeah it's gonna be hopefully there's improvements there's definitely also a thing i agree that he should be able to win at oklahoma yeah since he showed success at loyola we also got to look at it like if you compare the fandom between like football, softball, and basketball, I would say that basketball probably ranks third in, oh, yeah. amongst Oklahoma fans. And it's I don't know, football is football, softball is winning a ton, so it's hard to you know say that there's not a ton of fans for them. But basketball is one of the biggest sports in the country or in the world, really. And no one really, if you compare the fan bases, basketball is not really up there. Women's basketball isn't even getting the attention they should, and they won a Big 12 championship. Like, mm-hmm. I think overall, <clears throat> they're just need, maybe the, the school needs to make a bigger investment into the, the basketball programs. All these NIL collectives can start helping out because NIL is probably a huge component with basketball players since they can just easily leave to the NBA or professional programs overseas where they can get paid more money. So that's probably going to be a thing that Oklahoma's got to look into. Like, how can we get more money invested into the program itself? And how can we get these collectives to 
invest more money in the players. I agree. I don't know. Last time Oklahoma basketball was really, really fun is when we were in college. You know, we, we had a Final Four run, and then mm-hmm. the arena was different then. It looked like we were diehard basketball fans at, at, at OU then. I remember, you know, there was lines to get in to watch that team with Buddy Heald and stuff. But Game day I, was there for a Kansas game. I mean, it was awesome. It was it was really it was a really fun year, and that team should have won it all. That was a great year for Oklahoma sports, or, or could have been a great year. Um, I think we should have won the title in men's basketball the year. We definitely should have won the title in football. Um, it was the same year. It's just my years. It's it's hard to look back on that on that on that season on that seasons. It's fair to say that I think we can. We're both glad we're not currently students with the state of the sports programs outside of softball. Softball has been dominant since we were in school as well, but football and basketball are rough goings these last few years. I think football is going to be up for a huge jump this season. I mean, obviously that's not saying a lot, but I think it's going to be noticeable, especially defensively. Yeah, look at that. That defense is on paper good. We'll see how it turns out. Agreed. Well, that's everything for this episode. Like I said, it probably it was going to be a shorter one, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Brandon, do you have an individual challenge for the people? Yeah, so I mean, we'll just keep it simple here. We'll talk about what do you guys think about the a kid can visit anywhere one time officially because that's I mean it's definitely a pro player. Um, Jose and I talk about going on vacation. So that's what, that's what I mean. That's definitely what I would at least try to do. Um, I, there's no way I'm not taking advantage of that if I'm good enough. And then. Uh, with Porter Moser, is is do you guys think he, he needs one or two more years, or is is it time to move on? All right, make sure to participate in the in the comment section. We are doing a ticket giveaway again this year, like we did last year for the spring game. It will be posted on Twitter, so make sure to go check it out there. <clears throat> We're going to give away ten tickets, probably just split them up in two, so five pairs of tickets. We'll announce the winners sometime next week probably on the Wednesday video. So make sure to check it out <clears throat> and hopefully you guys can win some just to show our appreciation for all of you guys. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe to the channel, follow us on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok if, if you're into that. Um, and then if you like listening to podcasts, you know, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure to go check it out there and rate the show. We appreciate you guys watching and we will see you next time.